Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to Inside DJ's DVR. We're on our fourth episode already, and I'm real happy to say... I'm loving it, I'm loving the feedback, and I'm really glad I decided to do this. It's your boy, DJ Tim Hines, bringing you Inside DJ's DVR. That's right, part of the Pod DVR Podcast Network, and happy to be here once again with another episode. Thank you for listening, subscribing, hopefully you're leaving feedback, and uh, I'm getting a lot. You know, hopefully you have some more feedback you could send in and uh, hopefully you have some nice things you could say and ratings you can give on your podcast app. That would be greatly appreciated. So, yeah, I, I, uh, it's been a slow week as far as news. I have a couple things, but mostly the fall lineup preview that we haven't really finished and I said I would get to. And we're getting towards the end of the month where all the good stuff's coming out into October and it's looking like a lot of good stuff. I set my DVR box up the other day to tape a lot of these new shows thing and check that, make sure that the other ones that are coming back that I watch are recording. Everything looks good. Had to move some things around, but that's what you do when you're into DVRs and into TV and got to record stuff so you can fit it to your schedule. So yeah, let me get into it. It's time for news. All right, TV news. We had the Emmys this week. They were very big in the news. There was a few funny things, uh, political things with Sean Spicer. They had him come out and do his, a bit, and it definitely made all the major networks and uh, definitely a lot of flack online, and it was an uh, interesting bit. Yeah, but uh, you'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Uh, maybe we'll get into that a little later on. Now let's get into that full lineup preview. So what last we left off around the 20th, so we'll jump right in there. The 21st, coming back on Fox, is Gotham. I like that show. On Fox, on the 24th, is a documentary-type show called Who Shot Biggie and Tupac. Should be pretty interesting. On the 24th, you have Star Trek Discovery on CBS. That's definitely going in my box. I already said it. It's going to be recording. I hope it's good. 25th on NBC, The Voice comes back. Uh, the 25th also, Big Bang Theory comes back on CBS. The 25th has the Young Sheldon preview episode. Should be pretty funny. The 25th, a lot of stuff's happening. On CBS also is Me, Myself, and I, the premiere of that. I watched the trailer. It looks pretty funny. Uh, should be interesting. The guy, you see his life in present time and then you see his future they cut, do a lot of cuts and it looks like you go to his future life and then you go to his childhood so you see i guess where the character develops all in one comedy and a half hour show uh seem like seems like it might be a little rushed but we'll see how they do it uh, it might be pretty funny so that's on cbs then nbc has the premiere of the brave abc has the premiere of the good doctor I'm definitely going to be watching that. I already set that up. I'm going to try to watch Brave, but I might have to do it online somehow because I'm out of space. A lot of stuff happening on the 25th. Because also, 
on the 25th is Scorpion on CBS. And I do watch that show. I like that very much. It's very good. And I think, you know, where it goes goes a little goofy sometimes, it, it definitely has some serious tones. And I love how they bring light of using someone's abilities, what some people think is disabilities, really are abilities. And it deals with autistic people working with the government as heroes. And that same night, The Good Doctor is about an autistic guy who is highly functioning and has Asperger's and is a doctor. And it should be very interesting how they break those dynamics down. So I'm looking forward to that one. So the 25th is a banging night for TV. On the 26th, Fox is airing Lethal Weapon, bringing that back. NCIS is on CBS. The Voice, coming back to NBC. CBS is bringing Bull. This Is Us is coming back to NBC. Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Fox. Law & Order, True Crime, The Menendez Brothers on NBC. I'm definitely watching that. already set that up. And NCIS New Orleans. So that's going to be on CBS also. So yeah, the 26th, 25th, big nights for TV. Uh, a few of those things I'm not watching. A few of those things I'm going to try. A few of those things I don't like. But we'll get into that when I watch them. And I tell you what's inside DJ's DVR. So that wraps us up with through the 26th. And then we have on the 27th, a lot of things are coming back as well. NBC has The Blacklist. Fox has The Empire. CBS has Survivor. It's like 140th season. Law & Order SVU on NBC. SEAL Team, the premiere on CBS. Should be interesting. I'm thinking that's going to be somewhat like The Brave. So we'll see if they how, how they compare. I'm going, to, I'm going to tape it and give it a shot. Fox has Star coming back. They, that follows up Empire. Gives it their... Uh, their musical drama hour. No, two hours, rather. Modern Family comes back to ABC. Chicago PD on NBC. Criminal Minds on CBS. And Designated Survivor on ABC. 27th is another big day. Looking forward to that one. 28th, Grey's Anatomy comes back. I'm not sure what season. I don't watch it, but I know it's been on a long-ass time. Will and Grace, The Revival on NBC. I'm looking forward to this. I loved Will and Grace. That was a comedy that, a sitcom that I loved. And glad it's coming back. A lot of fun. A lot of laughs. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. NBC after that has the show Great News followed up. And then they bring in Chicago Fire right after that. ABC has How to Get Away with Murder. And that's all the things that are premiering on the 28th. 29th, MacGyver on CBS, Hell's Kitchen on Fox, The Exorcist on Fox, Hawaii Five-0 on CBS, and Blue Bloods on CBS. They're all coming back. There's one premiere happening on the 29th. It's one I'm really looking forward to. It's another great Marvel comic transformed into a show, Marvel's Inhumans. I love Marvel. I love what ABC's done with it. I love what... Marvel's done with Netflix. I love what they've done with the cinema. It's just all coming together. All the pieces are great. I enjoy them all. And I'm really looking forward to what they do with the Inhumans. It looks like it's going to be movie quality. And I'm totally digging that. So I'm set that up already. And there you have it for basic 
the fall lineup preview. That's what's coming up, what's going to be airing. On cable, just two things that I found were uh, premiering. Fuller House on the 22nd on Netflix and Z Nation on Sci-Fi. So yeah, get your boxes set. Hopefully those dates helped you out. If you forgot something that was coming back or you have it set and you're just looking forward to it, I hope we can talk about it. Send me an email at djdvrpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at djdvrpodcast. Definitely hit me up. Inside DVR. Inside DVR. 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 All right, everybody. So I told you there would be a special bonus crossover podcast with the film list. But right now, there seems to be a problem with contract negotiations. Uh, You know, Heat's podcast is still under some contracts. We're trying to get him out of that and get him over to the DVR Podcast Network. So while we couldn't do that right now, we said... You know what? We got to get this Emmy thing up and we got to talk a little more TV. So we're bringing Axel Foley back to Inside DJ's DVR and we got him with us. Hello, Axel. Welcome back. Hey, DJ. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing great. I'm uh, glad, uh, you know, we got to talk last week. We're doing it again. And uh, I'm just sad that Heat's not here. But uh, it's, you know, great to be have you back as a guest. Yeah, man. Of course. We, we always miss, miss Solo. But, um, you know, like like you said, man, those contract negotiations with TalkShoe were pretty fierce. And, you know, we're going to have to get, like, trademark lawyers involved. It's it's like, a, I mean, it's like a custody battle. You know, it's tough. But we'll get it we'll get it figured out, and then we'll launch the new film list in due time. But for now, I'm super happy to be on this show. You know, I wanted to start off by saying, DJ, that, of course, I've listened to the first uh, three podcasts. I was on one of them, but I listened to the others and I love it so much. I love listening to you talk about like different shows that people normally don't talk about. I love the way that you're just kind of like talking to people and being real. And I'm just really enjoying inside DJ's DVR. And that's no bullshit. I, I mean, I'm really like, like I told you today that I don't want to do the whole show. First of all, I'm feeling a little sick, but secondarily, because I don't want to miss this week's episode, so I, I, I like that I am just a, a segment here on this show and that you're going to do more after I leave, because then that means that I can listen to parts that I didn't hear already. Yeah, that's, uh, I appreciate that. Those are some really uh, appreciative compliments, and I really take it to heart because I look up to you, look up to Heath and you know the OGs that got me into this and... I listen to a lot of podcasts on your recommendations and for you to, you know, I know you listen to a lot. For you to say that means a lot. So thank you. Wow. It's just the truth, baby. And you know what? I look up to you too, homie. Yeah. That's why we're together on the DVR Podcast Network. Yeah. So we had the the Emmys on Sunday night and uh, I saw a, a lot online that uh, seemed to be a little, I guess, Politically controversial and uh, whatever. I you know I watched the clips of that. I didn't really watch much of the performances or speeches, but I did look at the list and a lot of the stuff that you called won. A lot of the things that you know we like won, and uh, it was a uh, seemed to be like a pretty 
pretty good show. Did you watch it? How was it? Yeah, man. I'm surprised you didn't watch it. You said you were going to give it a try, DJ. What's up, motherfucker? Yeah. It didn't really work out too well. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. (laughs) What an enthusiastic response. (laughs) I mean, I I, I saw a little bit. I saw a bunch of clips about, you know, little Stephen Colbert bits. Um, It seemed pretty funny. Yeah, it was um, definitely. I mean, look, dude, we are living in a very, uh, you know, not only polarized, but a contentious and, you know, I mean, like, dude, this is like the sixties, you know? Um, and, uh, the, the award shows and pop culture is going to echo that. I mean, this is where it comes from in a lot of ways too, you know? Um, so just, they're just people. And I thought that this was, uh, this Emmys was no different. I thought it was, I mean, there were parts of it that were really inspiring and awesome, and um, there were parts of it that, you know, I wasn't too fond of as far as the political aspects. You know, the whole Sean Spicer thing, we might just get that out of the way. I thought that was pretty ridiculous. I mean, here's a guy, yeah, big surprise, everyone listening, I'm a card-carrying liberal. Um, But... (laughs) uh, I mean, having this guy who just lied to everybody, and now he's admitting that he lied. You know, like, he's coming out and saying it in interviews because he's trying to get gigs, and no one will hire him, by the way. All the major networks and news agencies turned him down as even a talking head. But I'm sure he'll pop up, and this is the way the cycle goes. You know, Kissinger became a hero to people for some god-awful reason. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just... I thought, I guess Colbert's idea was that we're poking fun at this guy and showing the idiocy of it all, but in the end it kind of backfired because it just shows how the normalization of this type of behavior and de-intellectualization of politics is just rampant and it just wasn't funny, they didn't need to have him on there, just bring Melissa McCarthy back or something. It left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't hate everybody and they should, blah, blah. I just think it, it didn't work, you know? And I think it sends the wrong message. Um, especially when you see all the pictures of everyone backstage taking selfies with him and stuff. But then you have some cool people like Jason Isaacs and other people who just kind of gave different reports and were not too happy to have him there. But I know you're of the same vein as me, but how do you fall on that? I watched it at first and kind of chuckled because I saw Stephen Colbert exactly what he was doing was just poking fun. But as the, you know, day unfolded, like, and I started, you know, understanding other people's views of how similar to what you were saying, how it just really made a mockery of what's going on. And he, you know, I, I do get both sides of it. Um, I understand that usually when people have something to promote, that's usually the only reason they make an appearance on stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure he was trying to promote himself. I don't yeah. know what kind of backroom deals he has with, you know, less movies or whatever. And, you know, all those corporate shills, who knows? But he's, you know, obviously got a spot to do something. Um, he was terrible. His delivery was terrible. He sounds like a, you know, a robot. Uh, but yeah, it just... 
what you just said really sums up the the real moral argument of it is like should we be demoral you know desensitized to this and should like we not have higher morals like the movies are things of that nature and comedy shows are things of that nature but not the actual things that are happening so like the more we laugh and joke about it the more it becomes less of a big deal so in that aspect it really was a bad move but you know I, you know, Stephen Colbert, I guess, is trying to lean back towards the the political stuff because I saw a lot of his other bits, and yeah. you know, uh, I think that's what worked for him, and maybe that's what he, you know he might pull those people back to his show. Yeah, I mean, I think in the end, that's a good point, right? That everyone's branding themselves, and this is part of Hollywood, and we can also say that as well. I mean, this is a night when there was a lot of cool things that happened, and you know, the first. Um, the first African-American person, which Donald Glover to win directing in a comedy. And then the first uh, openly gay and um, female uh, African-American wins for comedy writing. And then also at the same time, the guy was the first South Asian. Like there were fantastic things that happened. And uh, that's really awesome. And they were totally deserving as well because they were the best. And as I said, going in, I kind of thought that they were going to win, not because of any type of PC stuff, which idiots like to talk about, but because if you watch TV, these were great. I mean, that Thanksgiving episode was amazing. And the episode that Donald Glover was nominated for all the Atlanta stuff was amazing. The, the way it was directed, it was a step forward for television. Um yeah, but the Spicer thing didn't work. Now, look, man, it's not like having Gebbles up there or something. I mean, you know, not yet at least. But, uh, you know, this is a guy who scared millions of Americans that they were going to be deported or said things about the media or liberals or whatever that are not. I tried to try to defend Kofefe. Yes, yes. I just lied. Just lied. You know, that's we all know what it means. Yeah. And look, other people have lied. Yes. But for me, it just didn't work. So end result is, you know, like I said, I don't hate everyone involved. I don't think it's a national travesty. I'm not, you know, I wasn't like throwing things at the TV. I just thought it wasn't funny. It didn't the work, only, you know. And the only pass I, I could, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I was just going to say this. I love comedy that takes a chance. So I respect that for Colbert was trying to do something, but it didn't work. And when you read about how it went down, you can tell why it didn't work because he came up with the idea like days before Like there was not a, and it, it didn't seem like it was workshopped enough, thought about enough. And in the end, you're right in the sense that it may have been the result of what conservative people often decry which is trying to force politics into something. And in that respect, perhaps on this occasion, that is true. You Like you're saying, he was trying to kind of get with what was funny, Saturday Night Live, and also that he's his, his show, you're right, was not doing well. Now it's doing great uh, because he went back to the politics. So in the end, it just left the bad taste in my mouth but it didn't at all like i didn't stop watching the show it's it's a fucking stupid award show anyway 
word. That's why I didn't watch it. But I did see um, Sterling K. Brown's speech. Uh, that was really good. Um, I believe he, he gave a, uh, a shout out to Andre Brower in that speech. I think it was him. Yeah, I, I think I think that's awesome because I loved him in Homicide. Well, he was the that, first black man to win in that category. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah, but I'm just saying that that was, I mean, I thought that that was great that, you know, that speech too, that they cut it off, you know, was kind of, was too bad because he was talking, I felt the kinship with what he said when he won for This Is Us because he was talking about being a fan, you know, and that's what we are, right? So I thought that that was kind of fun that he got up there and he said, first and foremost, I'm a fan of TV. And um, so that was too bad that they cut it off. But that always happens in a award show too. They always front load the show with all these bits and all this stuff. And then they rush in the end and they cut off the stuff you actually want to see. Yeah. You know what? I think if like they told the people, you know, maybe talk a little bit more about what you're thankful for and why you love it instead of naming everybody, you know, down the line that, that I think that's why they, you know, they cut that stuff off. But if people said like uplifting stuff and, you know, things promoting their own craft, like why would you not love TV? If you do TV, like, like, are you that pompous that you are doing something that you don't like? Like you wouldn't even watch. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like we, us doing a podcast and then never listening to another podcast. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How do you <laughs> grow? How do you gain inspiration? And you, you know, yeah, that's it's just true. ridiculous. But I mean, that's and that's what happens. They always have a problem with that. You know, um, the timing and and doing live shows is hard, and they want they want to get those YouTube moments in the beginning and get trending on Twitter or what have you. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is too bad when they end up cutting off people and actually, you know what, DJ, they have done that. Um, there was a, I don't know if it was, may have even been the Oscars where they told everyone, everybody submitted a list of names and they ran the list of names on the bottom of the screen and they told everybody not to say the list, but to just give a speech. And everyone ended up saying the names anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because they got up there and they were like, I want to thank my mom. And I know it's on the bottom of the screen, but my wife, I love you and, and producer, you know. So they just never did it again. Yeah, that's why it's uh, they turn these three-hour spectacles. I can't watch them. And then the yeah. commercials, it just kills me. Well, I, you know, I with had... DVRs, with DVRs, we get to skip commercials. Yeah, that's true. And you can skip a lot of the other stuff. I mean, I definitely... I We don't just watch it live. I didn't start watching this until it was an hour in. And then we fast-forwarded through a lot of... I mean, I'll fast-forward through certain categories or people, you know? I, I can't, there's a, a time that even I can't sit through and watch every single moment of it. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But we, we did predict a, a lot of, you know, good ones. We got Riz Ahmed one for the night of, which is, I loved his performance. Nicole Kidman, 
the Big Little Lies came out big in the limited yep. series. It just, it was a, a, I was happy to see the list, all except for that comedy series Veep that just kept sweeping. Yeah, with Veep, it's, uh, it wasn't the best season. And uh, it's a pity um, because, for instance, even in The Actress, you had uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Louis Dreyfus win again. And it would have been great to see like Pamela Adlon or Ellie Kemper um, or Tracy Ellis Ross or just somebody else win that award. And as far as the comedy series in general here, let's see who won. Who won? Oh, Outstanding Comedy. Oh, yeah. Atlanta, Blackish, Master of None, Silco. Yeah. Definitely, I think Atlanta, the ones I saw of this, Atlanta and Master of None, definitely had much stronger seasons than this season of Veep. But I'll, I'll put it this way, DJ. I'm happier with a show like Veep getting this kind of legacy award um, than, like, say, when Modern Family got it like five years in a row and probably deserved it the first year. But after that, it was just the same show. You know, I mean, I think I watched probably two or three seasons of Modern Family and enjoyed it, but it wasn't, you could appreciate the comedy and the timing and the witty writing, but it wasn't anything remarkable, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Seems like they're the New England Patriots of TV, the Veep. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully next year we got a, you know, a little Larry David in there. We'll see what happens. Hopefully that's going to be good. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God! I can't even wait, man. I can't wait. That that we sh- You know, I've been thinking about podcasting on that. You know that. Oh boy. I mean, it's only a half hour. It's like it's. I don't even think it's going to be 10 episodes. Is it going to be 10? It might just be eight. That would be amazing, dude. You do a little recap of it and then just kind of talk about the jokes. See, I want to do it with my friend Arif because Arif is Costanza. Could be a Patreon exclusive. Uh, I got to get him on the podcast, man. All right. This, this is, this is, uh, it's only, it's only like two weeks away too. Uh Oh, we might have to do this, DJ. If you're a gold member, you might be able to get this. We'll see. No, no. This is going wide, baby. If I do <laughs> it, it's going wide. We've got to go wide, just like LD, man. Got to go wide, Larry. Got to go wide. If you're going to go, go wide. Why are you going to go at all? All right. Uh, what else did you want to talk about at the Emmys, pal? Well, uh, not too much. I mean, I, I really, like I said, I just, uh, you know, we went over a lot last week. A lot of the things we talked about won. Some of the things we didn't talk about, uh, I like, you know, John Oliver won. He's, he puts on a great show. He's really funny and he, he's very informative. Um, you know, there was, uh, so, some, nothing real big surprises. I'm just super happy for Don Glover because he was awesome. He won for yeah. writing, directing. Uh, he just, he's He's a really funny dude, and he went out, you know, and he won for, obviously, a lead actor in a comedy, and he just, you know, went out and created something different, and I th- thought it was definitely a cool show, so I'm happy for him. Yeah, you know, that was a funny one, too, because um, the fact that he won, both he and Aziz Ansari 
were very understated in their shows. Like, Donald Glover isn't in, like, three episodes of Atlanta. I know he's not in one episode I know he's totally not in, but I think there were two other ones where he was not... Like, I left thinking that the real kind of star of the show was the rapper. I can't remember his name. The real star of the show is Atlanta. Well, that's true, DJ. That's a good one. It's about life. Yeah, I just didn't... I don't know. It was interesting, though. I'm glad... Because not that he wasn't awesome um, in the show, but I felt it was kind of interesting because when you have people like Zach Galifianakis and Anthony Anderson and even Jeffrey Tambor, they're so forward... As William H. Macy, they're so forward in the show. You know, like they take over the show similar to uh, Veep um, with uh, Louis Dreyfus. Very good. Your French is getting better. It's getting better, baby. All right. Yeah. So, no, it was it was fun. And uh, I, I definitely enjoyed talking it last week way more than I would have enjoyed watching the show. So this is uh was been a fun way to break down the Emmys. Anything else you've been watching? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to see, is there anything else I want to say about the Emmys? Oh, you know what? We uh, were talking earlier about the, the people with the nerve saying that the Emmys is rigged and this is all about PR to, to spread all this, uh, you know, I guess, uh, political correctness and giving everybody an award. That's bullshit, man. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I mentioned it a little bit before, but yeah, I think that it's just, I mean, it's silly. It's silly. I mean, first of all, diversity is good. A diversity of anything is good. A diversity of opinion, people, culture, that's that's good, right? Like, two heads are better than one. It's always good to see the way other people live and the experiences that other people have that are different from yours. That's like the basis of art, and that's the basis of especially film and television in America, it's, it, I mean, it started in a big way of, as escapism and became more of an art, but it, that's what it's about. So why would you not want diverse people? Plus, there's like numerical evidence to show that representation ha- needs to grow and has grown, and that's fantastic. But also, just this shit is awesome. Like, you can't watch, like, if you watch Atlanta and you were like, this is garbage then either it's not for you in some weird way and you can understand art in other ways or you're just putting up like kind of blinders on to suit your own agenda you know because Atlanta is a fantastic show Master of None is a fantastic show like I was saying the episode the Thanksgiving episode was amazing um and you know I mean it's just and then again it's like, you're going to tell me big little lies? Like, yeah, they're, oh. Then you have another problem because it's women. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's what this show's about. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, no. it, it's just, it's oh, like. Excuse me. Yeah. It's I just mean, silly because it's like. You know what? People just answer like is, run that mouth. Yeah, it, it, it's silly because if your answer is, if, if 90% of the people that win are not white men between the ages of 30 and 50, then it's not a real, then it's rigged. That's just silly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just right, think but, about it. And then I if mean, it's look, this way, I'm, it's rigged. Yeah. 
and and it's just great art, you know. And struggle creates great art. That's that's just a thing, you know. I mean, every artist at some point in their life has struggled, you know. I mean, you know, if you're a DJ. I've been a writer, filmmaker, journalist. How many friends do you have who think that, like, you know, you need to be uh, fucked up on drugs to be an artist or something, right? Like, there's always that that idea yeah, that you people need to don't have. get. Yeah, they they're sensationalized from what they've seen on TV about yes, the lifestyle. You need to struggle. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that. You need to struggle to somehow like art needs to come from struggle. That art in itself, creation in itself, comes from conflicting ideas or emotions. That's where the need to express it derives. And also where the need to watch it derives. Why do you watch a television show? Why do you like it? You like the characters, the people, you relate, you learn. It makes you feel, right? Of course. That's not a neutral existence. So... The idea that shows like the Emmys, the Oscars, or what have you, would have an inordinate emphasis on the struggle is to be expected. It's just like people who talk about the liberal media. Of course the media is liberal. You have <laughs> the, the definition of liberal is to look at look around and investigate and question. That's what it. That's what it means, you know, that you're open to things. Yes, you're not constricted. So, all right, we're getting into like f- philosophical things here, but I did want to mention one more thing before we go out, which is uh, the Black Mirror episode, San uh, Junipero. Did you see that? No. Okay, this was fantastic, and this is gets heat too because this was about two women who couldn't be in love until I don't want to give it away, but I'll just put, it's really, you know, it involves like virtual worlds and stuff. It's just, it's an amazing episode. Uh, and this too, when I look at like the things it's up against, like no, no duh, this is, it's so it's fantastic. You know, I don't know. It's, this, is, this is becoming DJ's political, inside DJ's political DVR. But you did say that inside your DVR is also your head. Sure thing. Plus, I watch political shows and I, I watch the, a lot of news. And I'm always yeah. trying to, you know, p- pick apart what's real. And, you know, that's, I, I, that's why I like people like John Oliver and Bill Maher. Because I can understand being a wise ass and being you know, so into comedy and growing up on comedy, I can understand the part that's the punchline and separate it from the little nibble of real news. And that's what I, you know, I, I'm, I understand that format. So I like those kinds of shows, you know, whereas I'll watch it with someone else and they'll be like, wait, what? That's real? I'm like, no, 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 this happened, but that's just a joke. And you know, you like some people just don't get it. And I, you know, I, I definitely have all different kinds of views. So we're, we're definitely able to dive deep and get into offbeat stuff. And because somehow one way or another it relates back to TV, even yeah. if it's even if it's watching uh, George Stephanopoulos on Sunday morning or hanging out, you know, oh, man. with with face the nation, you know, you want to wear a tuxedo with the McLaughlin group, whatever you're into. You oh, know, it's on oh TV. Gosh, that those were the days. 
question. Um, I will say one more thing is I'm not always a huge fan of uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, And I know he won for playing Trump. But I liked what he said because it's something that I often say um, when people may bring up, you know, like stick to sports, right, is what people say nowadays, which is he was saying, you know, like when you're when you have like prophetic moments in your life, you don't talk about like legislation or, (laughs) you know, like Supreme Court, whatever, or politics you talk about art like some movie you saw right or a song or something like that right and i thought that that was pretty awesome because to me it always seems like people may complain and they may say hey why don't these hollywood people shut the fuck up they're just a bunch of millionaires making money they don't give a shit anyway they're just saying it so you want so like you agree with them and buy their shit which i don't think is true because I think they're just, I think that's like turning, that's like a further, that's like kind of star fucking people. They're still people. Um, But uh, the fact of the matter is people spend, you work hard, right? Like you work at a job and then people spend so much money on their cable bill, on their going to films, buying music, buying art, like living in these worlds, yeah, I mean, even mu- never... even the music they buy, like yeah, yeah. most artists on music, you know, musicians, unless it's you know, you listen to all bubblegum pop music. If you listen to a, you know a real album, or, you know, of a real artist who's trying to tell you something, you'll connect in a way, and it might be some kind of message that they have that you know. Like uh, I listen to The Intercept and, and they bring a lot of musicians that, you know, tell a story politically from wherever they're from around the world. And I, I hear all these really nice songs and you, you, these people are, one, you know, one girl is a punk rocker and she was just like telling her whole story through the through the whole album. And I thought it was, you know, um, beautiful. And that's that's art. You know, yeah. making a, a pop song is fun, but that's art. Some of these shows... They're pops, pop song shows, but a lot of these shows are art. And when you go to Saturday Night Live, especially one of the longest running characters or, or guests on the show, you go there with a respect for the craft. You're not going there just to, to be there because you're there. You That show is just bred comedy since the 70s. And yeah. it's, it's like a respect thing. So... To get that and to get up there for expressing your view through your art, like that's what it's for. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, exactly. And the, and and the point I was making was that people people spend their money on this stuff, and then they want people to then shut up, and they're like, "Well, just stick to the movie. Why does it have to have a message or this?" And I, I don't understand the separation of reality there. Like, if if that's what you want, and you worked really hard for that, and then in the same breath, people are going to say, like, immigrants are taking jobs, and that's why I vote this way. It's about my, I work so hard. But then you want to work so hard to spend money on something that you then don't want to reflect 
a different point of view from yours, even though it comes from people who mostly are liberal-minded people because art is like liberal, art is politics. I, I, it just seems to... I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. No, it, but you it just, are. It's, 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 it seems the, hypocritical. Like, I don't right. understand that. Like, because, you, right, why are they even watching this type of the other art. thing's not. Why are they even watching it, it yes, unless that, to pass exactly. time? Like, That's a lot point. of people yeah. are, I guess, like, summer blockbuster-only kind of people. Like, they can't see past the but story that, that they're being told. That, like, dude, come on, man. There are websites full of people saying, like, you know, the Captain America movie was about, you know... No, 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 I'm not talking about that. Not, no, no, yeah. no, 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 Captain America was a whole nother level. Like, especially <laughs> Civil War and Winter Soldier. Like, nah, these are real deal films. This isn't like summer blockbuster, like, like you know, King Kong Part 17 and like these oh, giant, well, you know, I mean, over the really top. I don't see a big difference between those two things, man. I really don't well, think. Oh, all right, that's for another podcast. We're, <laughs> Captain we're, America that, Winter Soldier is a real film. <laughs> Sorry, DJ. All right, listen. I'm, I apologize now to anybody who who knows me and loves my Marvel. It was Glenn, pretty good, though. It was good. Glenn, it was okay. Axel just doesn't get it. Glenn, no, I please do. Talk dude, to I him. grew up on that stuff. Come on. I just also, I'm a. I love film, and I can tell the difference between just because I love the subject and I'm happy to see that they're putting Captain America in a movie. It doesn't, my fanboyness doesn't overcome the fact that I'm disappointed that the end result is pretty much meaningless fluff. It's like he has a good buddy. Oh my God, you missed the whole point. <laughs> oh my God. We should have, you know what? That would be fun, dude. We should have a, I'd love, I always said to Heath, I wanted to um, talk about that with Glenn. Because the one thing I love about our friend Glenn the big Star Wars fan is uh, everybody's favorite Star Wars fan. Yes, uh, that he is, and other people too, but just in particular because you know that's Heath and our friend is that um, to have that uh, unabashed, childlike appreciation, but at the same time be an adult and have a tempered opinion on it. Me, the kind of artsy fartsy uh film school guy in me gets up in arms because i think everything should be batman you know should be the dark knight i should say but everything can't be the dark knight one day we'll have to break down the civil war and explain to you the importance of how that translates into society today. But we're not going to do that on this podcast. I would love that. I would really love that, man. I'd love to see those films on a deeper level. I really would. That's why I love Star Wars. That's why I live and die by Star Wars. Well, here's the thing. The comics you grew up on had like like Riverdale, Archie kind of lessons yeah. and, and stuff. The, when they, they ramped, ramped up the game with okay. heavy, heavy story in the late nineties all the way through right now. I was out and by then, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was out by then. That's when, that's when everything started getting really good. Like even the, the Batman's always been gritty. Uh, I'll give that to DC and like, they have some amazing uh, stories, but Marvel translates a lot to all like the current situations. Oh, so okay. like, you know, okay. you'll see 
the Civil War. Yeah, you know, we're not going to do this now, but yeah, it's 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 definitely okay. worth. Uh, See, a, I get a talk. it with X Men. X Men, I get it, and I stuck with X Men longer. I have to admit that I was more. I liked uh, the whole kind of X Men extended X Factor. I liked that a bit more because I saw the direct, um, like political and social messages that were coming through in that comic but i saw it less i i kind of and i in batman i always I, batman i stayed with until a long time right on all right always been well, a batman a, fan yeah let's 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 uh but what keep the that, hell are we even talking about yeah I we're like gonna we're gonna wheeling, uh, man this is we'll, free wheeling dude we'll work that we'll workshop that at, in and uh we'll figure something out but all right so we kind of, you know, beat the Emmys to a, a yeah, dead horse. Like whatever. A, beat the Emmys like a dead horse. So, let's get into some TV. Anything you want to talk about, bring up? Let's talk about the Orville. Let's do that. All right. You hated this. <sighs> I hated it. I watched the first Okay, wait, let me ask you it. this before you start. Before you start. Going into it. What were your expectations? Like, tell me a little bit about what do you know about Seth MacFarlane? What did you know about the show? What I mean, what what did you think going in? Well, I I watched almost everything Seth MacFarlane's done. I I haven't seen every episode of The Family Guy, but I've seen most of them. I know, uh, you know, his whole comedy. I understand where he's coming from, and I watched the trailer. And I thought it could be funny. They they didn't really portray a lot of the silly goofiness in the trailer than the show. When I saw, you know, like Seth MacFarlane, I'm like, all right, it could go either way because he's been known to like tone it down a little bit and become more of an actor than a comedian. And, right, you know, his I love his, his amazing like spot on sarcasm and wit it's like fly right you know right off the seat of your pants stuff like he's he's you know super fast and i like his comedy but i just i don't know i i guess i i as far as seth MacFarlane, i don't have a problem with him like ted was funny ted too was a little too much and it got a little out of hand you know um as far as this orville I like Star Trek. I like Star Wars. I love sci-fi movies. I love Firefly. I love the the uh, Expanse. I mean, I, I have no problem with sci-fi, and I get sci-fi. And I love Seth MacFarlane's view on the Family Guy when they do the Star Wars episodes. Those are fantastic. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little bit something like that, but this seems so goofy. It just... I maybe oh, I'm at a stage okay. where where I'm watching so many real dramas and even the comedies I'm watching are a little bit more advanced that I I wasn't as accepting of this and but I you know I got the Star Wars and I mean the Star Trek like references right away it just it it just I don't know rubbed rub me the wrong way I, I gave it 20 minutes and I deleted it and erased it from my DVR. Damn, cold, DJ. Cold. So, but I, if you like, you said you liked it. So tell okay. tell us why you liked it. All right. First off, I hate Seth MacFarlane. 
I think Family Guy is like the stupidest show I've ever seen in my life. No offense, anyone, because I know people that I we share other comedic sense and they love it. But I just think it's just so annoying. I think his voices are dumb. I think they all sound the same. <laughs> like I don't like they're just terrible. I guess that's a joke with him, right? That was a, in the Emmys. He was like, they won't sound the same at all, and they sound exactly. Well, that's, the same. Yeah, that's part of the thing. Like, I mean, I, you know what? It's you. You hate a lot of my jokes, so <laughs> it's probably why you hate really <laughs> Seth MacFarlane style. Like I, I like that style. So. <laughs> um, you know, I get that sarcastic, yeah. never stopping, never <laughs> relentless, you know, joking. But I could, you know, understand why you don't like it. Yeah, see, I am more a, I'm a curb guy, man. Like, I'm like a behavioral, situational, um, I don't know, just like totally selling it. Not Meta. kind of just like joke after joke or like kind of like like obvious jokes like I don't like jokes is what I'm trying to say that's true I don't like jokes I like when people are funny like I didn't like like funny rock. how I didn't like I, I don't know it's hard to explain I, I guess I like more character or situational humor like I'm I a do. comedian like how, like funny how <laughs> how funny <laughs> how you funny uh, what am I some kind of clown yeah shine my shoes hey listen I didn't like Family Guy. I appreciate this dude because I know he loves space. I know that he did um, the new Cosmos. Yes, he put up the money for that, I think. Yes, and he got Fox to make it. And I love that, and I like him, and I also like his singing because I am a fan of crooners. I like that kind of music. I'm a jazz head, and I like that kind of stuff. I even like Michael Buble. I like that shit. He oh, has man. that MC swagger, like a wedding MC. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to it all the time, but if it comes on, I'll listen. Um, I was shocked that, save for three or four times where I thought the humor took away, was just didn't make any sense, that it was totally wrong. You're not going to get this, but spoilers for the show. It doesn't, isn't, you can't really spoil the show, but um, there's a part where they land on this planet and he's got to explain to, he start, the guy, they land on the planet and the guy's got to tell him what's wrong. And instead of listening to the guy who's in dire straits here, he starts joking about how, you know, his ex-girlfriend, his ex-wife is now on the crew and blah, 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 and she'll put her nails in your back or some kind of stupid shit. It wasn't funny, but, and a couple other times, but other than that, I really like this show and I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I love Star Trek. I thought he gets it. I mean, even the, and I know there's a people from Star Trek that are working on this show. I think Braga is working on this show. Um, what's his name? Brendan Braga. Is that his name? I don't know if that's correct, but anyway, um, I think they even the way it begins and the titles on the screen, it's like next generation. I just, I really like it, man. And I watched the second episode, and though the the um the premise was, he's doing. I think he's doing it on purpose too. The premise was outdated; it had been used so many times before. It it worked, 
and it, I like it was just it should have been a film should have been a movie an no, hour listen, and 45 man, minute movie I have to let so you I, I, I it is in a lot of ways people have compared it to um the Tim out Al- what's that Tim Allen movie with Sigourney Weaver um you know what I'm talking about I'm about to look the that Santa up Claus right. No, no, no. Come on, dude. The one where he's the captain of the... Um, yeah, no, I'm out. I never watched that shit. Tim Allen. Only thing I watched was when he was the tool man. And then once he started making movies, okay. it was awful. Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. I've seen clips of it. I, I, okay. I cannot watch that movie. All right. I mean, I watched it. I actually watched the whole movie, but it's it's terrible. I thought I liked Galaxy Quest, and I think he's going for something like that here. Now, look, if you're out, I don't think you're going to get back in. So I'm not going to encourage you to watch the show, DJ. But other people who may have been scared off because you thought it was going to be way too dumb, it's really not way... I don't really think it's way too dumb. It may, I, I kind of like the humor in it. Dude, when like, the, the first scene, the blood squirts out, blue blood squirts out of the guy's skull, it's like it so was, it goofy. T- it got less. I'll, I'll say this. That was one of the three or four times that I was talking about. But it, it did lessen it. And I know that our friend Iontrone on Twitter is a big fan of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. So shout out to Iontrone for keeping with it. And I think has been doing like uh, rewatches and, and live tweeting it. But I, I'm down with this show, man. If If he... If he can keep the situational workplace type of humor and tone down his character, which is what's scary because he's in it. If there was a different person in it, I'd have a little bit more confidence. But if he can do that and they give him enough time with the show, which I think they will because he's basically made them billions of dollars, this could actually be a really good show. And I could actually see him trying to maybe get a little Dan Harmon with this and actually come up with an intelligent plot line sci-fi wise. That's really interesting because he, he, he must, I know that he likes that kind of stuff. So I'd like to see him actually try to do it. Like don't be, don't be afraid to be smart with the show. And I think it could actually be really good. All right. Well, I'm excited hopefully. about it. I didn't think I was going to be. And it's only two episodes. Look, the next episode could be absolutely so stupid that I am like, I don't know. But so far, I'm in. All right. Well, maybe we'll get you back on at the end of the season and you could talk about the Orville. Well, I appreciate it, DJ, and I appreciate you having me on. I know... uh we had a good talk about the Emmys, little Orville, and I'm going to be hopefully uh, keeping continuing listening to uh, whatever segment comes after me so I can hear about more what's in your DVR, motherfucker. Cool deal, brother. Thank you for being on. We will uh, talk in uh, the Twitterverse and textverse and emailverse and keep chatting about new projects and ideas, and we'll keep things going on the DVR Podcast Network. Yeah, baby. And everybody listen to the Deuce rethread. That's Mike and Jason Bailey are doing the Deuce. We got Gareth came back with his waste of time, DJ. And uh, like I said, I'm cooking up, man. 
I might, I'm, I'm almost ready to announce that I'm going to do Curb, dude. Should I just do it? I don't know. I got to uh, think, think about it. We got to tease it. I think you should get one yeah. of those planes that go on the beach with the little like the little uh, banner that pulls it behind. We can promote it that way. It's not that long. It's a comedy. It's a half hour. I think it would be a lot of fun, dude. All right. Well, let, you know what? Hit us up at DVR Podcast and let us know if that's something you'd want because we want to bring you what you want on the DVR Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace. Let's see what's in the box. It's time for Grab the Remote and Press Play. Yeah, let's get in it. Oh, that was great. Awesome talk with Axel. I'm really glad that that happened and we got that on there. So everybody, hope you dug that. And now it's time to get inside the box. So this was a slow week. Not too much on. I did tape a couple things that were new on Viceland. It was actually one thing with a couple episodes. I watched my normal Jesus and Miro, which is a little slow this week for me. Uh, some funny stuff about, you know, Trump and Trumpito and all his uh, shenanigans and UN stuff. I laughed a lot. They just poked a lot of good, good fun and good jokes. But their, their guests were eh, all right this week. I watched Ballers. I loved it. Ballers is I just re- really makes me happy. This is now coming down to the wire here. We got the episode next week is going to be the finale, and Spence is down to the wire with making this deal with the NFL. He's trying to smooth things over with the woman at the NFL that he had prior beef with uh, on a talk show when he was a football player still. And he's trying to get in, get this team in Vegas. And now he finds out he has competition. Uh, And he's like, what the hell? Everywhere he goes, he's hitting all these brick walls. And he calls up his connect, the guy who's going to get all the land. And he tells him, yeah, it's bad news. Uh, You know, he tells him, yeah, there's other people involved. And what are we going to do? And he says, fuck them. We're going to ride this out. And he goes, wrong answer. I'm going with them. So now they got other investors. And it looks like Spence's deal is squashed. I don't know how he's going to try to salvage this one, but it got me ready for the next episode, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. That's Ballers on HBO. Hope you guys dig that one. I also watched Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. Another great show. I went into a little bit how much I liked that last episode, um, but this episode was good. Uh, You see Donna really catching on that she doesn't buy who wrote the code, and she's, you know, thinking more and more who could it be and she's figuring it's definitely not Boz and she's putting the screws to Boz and Boz seems like he's about to snap with his financial problems and running the team and making this work and trying to make Donna happy at work and it's uh, pretty stressful but somehow I think she knows it's Cam and it's going to come out. So that's definitely the drama to look for. It was a good episode. I liked it. It went pretty quick. Uh, the Orville, I watched that for a little bit. You heard. But And, oh, the Deuce. I watched the Deuce, and I listened to the Deuce Retread podcast with Dan Bailey and Mike Hull. Excellent. Excellent episode. Excellent podcast. It was a little bit flipped on its head from the last episode where everything seemed peachy keen with the pimps and everything but now it's like shit's real like now you see him getting into her head and you see 
all types of maneuvers and tricks. He's got to play with her mind to keep her thinking that she's, you know, number one and feeling like that's where she's got to be. And you see that he tries to even tell her through her through his story that, yeah, you know, don't fall for that shit. You know, I'm, you're my number one. And he still fills ahead with all that shit and telling her not to believe it, but she still believes it because he pitched it so well. So the, the, the pimps are coming up strong. The cops, they brought out the paddy wagon. They're cleaning up the streets. I think only to make a buck. So you see a little bit how that works. You see little shady dealings going on with who who gets paddy wagon detail and people turning it down. And eh, we'll see. And then you get some crazy ass stabbing. And this is totally out of left field. And I'm not going to really go too in, much into it in case you haven't seen it yet. But it was impactful and it's going to definitely make things a lot tighter down on the deuce. I liked it. This episode definitely got me really happy about the season. I love the way it's going so far. I love the character development. I, I love the grittiness of the show. And I'm in. Can't wait to see where the porn goes. Oh, yeah, that's another thing we forgot to say. You know, I forgot to tell you. Candy, getting in with the porn, figuring out what she's got to do. She was doing her friend a favor, shows up on set, and realizes, like, she's got the brains to run some operation like this. And I'd love to see how this is going to play out. I love Maggie Gyllenhaal in almost every movie I've seen her in. She's just phenomenal. This show, phenomenal. So shout out to her. Shout out to Deuce. I'm loving it. So now I told you about a new show I watched on Viceland. It's called Epically Latered. And it's a show focused around skaters who are retired or have stepped out of the spotlight for a minute. And it's really good. Documentary style. The first episode was about Bam Margiera and his rise up and down through fame and his videos but focused all around his skating and they interview all people in the skate scene around him who grew up with him and you see a lot of transformation in his whole lifestyle and the same is to be had in the second episode where you had Heath Kirchhart and that episode was really good he's a little bit more mellow and you see a little bit more in depth of him whereas the bam episode they show a lot more of the jackass stuff which was good but you see a little more of the depth of the character but if if this is the way they're going i think spike jones is coming up soon it's gonna be a really good good uh series so if you got viceland or you have the internet and you get viceland on internet epically latered it's definitely worth watching so yeah those are those are all the things i've watched this week it's been a slow week, watched a lot of news, started doing some things around the house, and uh, got caught up, but I still had time to watch my favorites, and I got time to set the remote and set the box up, because there's a lot of shit coming down the pipe, so I'm looking forward to expanding this section of the podcast and talking more next episode. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Don't forget, check out DVRpodcast.com. Go to patreon.com slash DVR, DJ's DVR podcast at gmail.com, 
DJ's DVR podcast on Twitter, and just say what's up. Say, hey, listen, I liked it. Say, hey, I took your advice, and I said, I would love to give you a rating. And I went over, and I said, you know, because I'm telling you guys, it would be really good for you. So the guy that said, I took your advice, and I went over to the podcast catcher, and I left you a five-star review, and I wrote you something nice. I mean, I got a great review from Cute Poison 10 in the UK store. I just, it's just great to know people are listening, and it's wonderful to know I'm reaching across the globe. So thanks again for tuning in. This is episode four. This is DJ Tim Hines. And I'm going to watch more TV. Peace.